Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons on the score. The oldest and best rivalry in the NFL. What do you think of when you hear Packers Bears rivalry? Uh, well, I hear Bears versus Packers first. Bears, Packers, it's going to be something special. Something special. Most of the coaches that come in, they always say the number one goal we'll have is to beat Green Bay. We will proudly stand as a 90-15 in the history of the Green Bay Packers when we kick Chicago's ass. There's been some bad blood over the years. Charles Martin took the shot at McMahon. Charles Martin, may he rot and burn in hell. Period, new paragraph. Rodgers takes, pump fakes once and again, scrambles to his right, buying time, takes it himself. He's to the five to the end zone for the touchdown. I like to punch him in his face. I saw Olin Kurt said he wanted to punch me in the face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like to punch him in his face. Does your shirt say I still own you? It most definitely does. There should be a little edge after this after a while. You know, after a while you get sick of getting beat up and it's been a long time. One more game to go. It's the, the Super Bowl for the Bears just about every year because they haven't having the playoffs. Oh, yeah, first No, people hate Green Bay. I hate Green Bay. Did you hate the Packers growing up? Yeah, no, there's no, no, no green or yellow in my house, so we'll leave it at that. Their fans are really... They're freaking obnoxious. I'm just ready to go back out there and play. And I, I, I want to go out there and I want to beat the hell out of them on their field. And I want to hear, I want to hear the booze then. You know, that, that's what I look forward to. It felt like, oh, the big bully's gone. Aaron Rodgers has, has left in New York. Randall Cobb, all these guys, no longer here. So you're the feeling in Chicago was euphoric. And now it's like, wait, we're still losing to the Packers? We got a lot to play for. First and foremost is pride. And I feel like we can get our hands beat in by Green Bay for a long time. I mean, we got to try to get our get back against them, honestly. Because they was trash talking and then two they beat us at home, so now we want to beat them at the house. Justin Fields is very confident going into this game. And whether he's here or not, legacies are made in games like this. Fields pressured immediately. Athleticism escapes that one. Fields, are you kidding me? Mama, there goes that man. This guy is like a magician. Bear fans are going to be talking about it for years. Remember when they went up to Green Bay and knocked them out of the playoffs and Justin Fields was the hero. It'll be a fun environment to walk into. You know, their home field. Uh, I know their fans going to be loud because there's not much to do in Green Bay except watch football, but... um. Uh, Let's just listen to what these Bears fans are chanting. Green Bay. Green that is right. You're hearing Green Bay sucks. Now if they could just take it and shove it up, you know where. And that's how special the rivalry is. Thank you so much, and uh, go Bears. Beat the Packers! You know, we call today Feel Good Friday, so I'm trying to stick to that, you know? <laughs> I like it, I like it. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Friday, baby. Afternoons on the score. That'll give you goosebumps. That'll get you ready for a game where your team can't go to the playoffs because there is a ton of history and a ton at stake. And I think the word that I keep coming back to as I've been thinking about this all week and then specifically all morning is there is mystery. There's not often mystery in a sporting event. What we love about sports is that there's a clear-cut winner or loser. There's a scoreboard. It's quantifiable. We get to watch it. The event will happen. Mm -hmm. 
we don't really know if this matters. You know, we don't really know if Matt Eberflus' defense gives up 40, if he could go from safe to fired. We don't really know if Justin Fields goes for 303 touchdowns, if he could go from the trade block to being the future. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure Bears-Packers game. It's very exciting. No, I agree. I agree. And, and a lot of the year has been spent kind of trying to guess if they have made their decisions yeah. on big-picture stuff. And we have clarified so many times, all right, this is what I would do versus what I think they will would do and will do. And we're still there, man. And it feels like this one matters. And now we've gotten to the point where, like, like, I'll say flat out, this one matters in terms of what I would do. It totally does. I don't know that it matters in terms of what they will do, but it's certainly possible. Yeah. So it's crazy that all those things are factoring in. And the other thing is, it's just fascinating, man. Like, I keep hearing from people. You keep hearing from people, like, either in the business or outside of the business. I heard from a baseball guy, like, hey, so what do you think they're going to do with fields? Like, I, today. Yeah. It's like a, a baseball person I haven't talked to in four years. And, like, there they are. Because the whole sports world is fascinated by it for all the reasons we've talked about. There's never been a situation like maybe having Justin Fields in year four or Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever in year one. It's a conundrum that nobody's ever really faced. It's awesome. I mean, it's it's two good options, like I said on Tuesday. It should be very exciting, but because of how we are as a populace and sports fans and the internet. Scary. It's it, And divisive. You Like, I can be leaning in the direction of Caleb and you could be leaning in the direction of fields and people are like, you're an idiot and you hate <laughs> Justin Fields. What speaks? You don't want a generational quarterback. Sure. It's, like, it's like, hold on a second. Whoa. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying these are good options and I just, what I would think I would do, but we don't know what he will do. You know, like it's, it, it lends to a lot of divisiveness, but at the end of the day, man, this is an exciting sporting event on Sunday, Three twenty-five. Nance, Romo, Tracy Wolfson, 20-plus million people watching the game, Lambeau Field, the history, the futility of your side of the rivalry, the ability to knock them out of the playoffs, and your guys' opportunity to make one last statement heading into the latest, most exciting and pivotal offseason in Mm -hmm. Bears history. It's just exciting. Let's effing go. Let's get there. Is our guy Jalen going to (laughs) play? And with all of that excitement, I have some bad news. Can you pop the balloon for us? He is on the injury report listed as doubtful. Not questionable, but doubtful. He told us 100% yeah, he expects play. to play. That doesn't mean doubtful on a Friday. You know, you know what I think the problem is? I think the problem is when he was named to the Pro Bowl and Matt Eberflus greeted him in that conference room, he then congratulated him by smacking him directly on the bad shoulder. <laughs> I think I think Eberflus worsened the situation with that congratulatory smack. As you guys saw, the injury updates are, are out there, and those are where they are right now. And a couple guys will wait and see where we are, you know, until game time. But that's where it is. That's where it is. And he, he sounds smarter though because they're playing okay. Yeah, it does. It does help him a lot. It, it really uh, does in, in, his, in his delivery. It's amazing. He's probably pretty confident about about his his job status at this point. Um, I had a lot of nerves heading into week one. Like, I thought there was a lot of tension there, and we talked about it a ton. It was fear-based. I was afraid of Jordan Love 
out-dueling Justin Fields and the Packers having a great quarterback and the better quarterback again, and I tried to just, like, speak it into existence with the whole Jordan Love sucks thing. Mm -hmm. And he objectively doesn't. His season this year, his first full one as a starter, is better than any season any Bears quarterback has had in the history of the franchise statistically. He will pass 4,000 yards in this game, barring injury, and he's already at 30 touchdowns. No Bear has ever done those things. I love the test for this defense because of it. Because everybody seems to be on this, of the same belief that, oh, they're a top five defense since they've gotten Montez Sweat. I think this defense is badass. I think that secondary is really, really good. Young, active, full of ball hawks, tremendous communication. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I think this secondary should be good enough to hold Jordan Love in check and, as Wani said yesterday, maybe even pick off a couple and change the game. I hope so. It would go a long way because while it is clearly a good defense and clearly an improving defense and clearly a defense that with Sweat and Dexter and Pickens and Edmonds and Edwards and Tyreek Stevenson and Kyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson and Jaquan Brisker, like a young and there's going to be a lot of continuity and the ability to grow together and they should add pieces. I expect them to uh, invest heavily in another edge rusher this offseason. Like there's a lot of reasons to believe they're going to be a top 10 or top five defense next season and they can continue to get better. It is just true that in the last 10 games, seven of the 10 teams that they've played bottom 10 offenses in the league, the Chargers scored 30. You had injuries in your secondary in that game. The Lions scored 31 and then you had the dominant performance against against the Lions and Justin Fields has been very good since he came back from the th- the thumb injury. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you like the uh, expected points added per play EPA. Uh, he's eighth in the NFL in the last se- since week eleven. Eighth in the NFL. That's a that's a great indicator of what he is. One problem: Jordan Love is first <laughs> in that time period. He is first in touchdowns since week eleven. First in QBR since week 11. First in EPA per play since week 11. So your defense against their quarterback, who's playing the best football of anyone statistically in the league the last third of the season, go into his house, prove that your defense can do it against a rival in a tough environment and an offense that's playing well. I think that also goes a long way to saying we don't just beat up on backup quarterbacks and Josh Dobbs and bottom 10 offenses in the NFL. For sure. We, they, they scored 33 points each of the last two weeks. You know what I mean? They, they've been one of the best scoring offense in the NFL the last six weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, go up there and disrupt it. I think it, it – so not just for fields, for Eberflus's defense, it's a great measuring stick heading into the offseason. I think it's absolutely true. And they've beaten the Vikings and the Lions – in, uh, in in this stretch here, and it's time to go up there and beat the Packers. It's time to get a division win against absolutely everyone and to beat the, the, the hated rival. It, it, it's, it could be such a stamp of approval on the direction of the entire thing that something we thought was going to be fully blown up as of what, October 8th? You know, yeah, we thought like and it's still in play. It's still in play that it gets fully blown up, but it's also in play that it gets fully brought back. Yeah, that that they look at the whole thing and you're like, well, six and two beat every team in the division one in Green Bay for the first time since 2015. 
Defense shut down Jordan Love. We were going to bring the Flus back anyway. Uh, Fields' progress is such that we like it and we want to stick with it. Let's maximize the pick, get a couple more next year. This plan that a lot of people like. And, oh, by the way, we do believe that Luke Getze has evolved a little bit and that relationship has grown. They've been through a lot of hell together. Let's just go ahead and run this back and hit the ground running week one next year. Entirely plausible that the whole thing is back. Yep. Insane. Crazy. (laughs) Crazy. Completely insane uh, that that scenario exists and you would feel like the season was a success. Yeah. It's great, man. After week one, yeah. after week one, we sat here and I remember saying, poof, it's been a long season. It really has. After week one. After week one. Yeah. And it's the whole thing with all the insane off the field drama of the coaches leaving in disgrace, Matt Eberflus and like the press conferences that we made fun of. The Chase Claypool fiasco feels like it was two years ago, doesn't it? That feels like an eternity ago. And everything that, that we've been through and really been gifted, frankly, like to put it in the sports gratitude journal of like, hey, thanks for this, not just this content for guys like us, but how about. Sundays of relevance since October 1st, 13 out of 14 games have seen either the Bears win or be in it all the way to the end. Other than the Sunday nighter in Los Angeles, not San Diego. Good job, Thanks, buddy. Wow, new year, new you. That's right, against the Chargers. Other than that game, 13 out of 14, you've been in and have been good, compelling watches. And we're this excited for for week 18? It's insane. That, that all of this is uh, it, it is possible and, and being given to us at this point in the football season. So we have a very, very busy show, obviously. Alex Brown at 3, Brian Balaga at 3.30, Dan Wiederer at 4, Hub Arkish at 5. We also have tickets to see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. Together again for the first time. At Soldier Field, June 21st. All you have to do is be the sixth caller on the contest line at 312-540-0670 when you hear this. I got the old man's car. I got a jazz guitar. I got a tab at Zanzibar. That is a deep cut. Zanzibar. All right. When you hear it. It's all brought to you by Live Nation. Be the sixth caller in our contest line, and you could go see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. What, what if I just break into it and sing it at some point? Does that count? No. It doesn't count. Official contest rules. You can't do that. It's corporate. Sorry. <laughs> okay. But you could just call me. If I break into it, you just call me. <laughs> call and, speaks itself. And then I'll try and get you tickets. <laughs> that, that Let's see, I'll see what I can do. That sounds awesome. Probably can. I'm going to call you right now. Uh, Want to know how everybody is picking this game? And I'll give you my strong rooting interest for the game. And it goes against what I think they're going to do in the offseason. But, hey, let's root for some chaos. <laughs> and Kevin Warren spoke about Matt Eberflus. He mentioned him. We'll discuss it and hear it next on The Score. Hey everybody, we are live. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Strange twists and turns with the guys over there on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score. We're having a little fun. Bears have new uh, leadership. And the presidency, there's Kevin Warren, who was the commissioner of the Big Ten. He's now the president and CEO of the Bears. Brian Poles is the general manager. Kevin taking over as this season is getting going. He's going to be responsible for the football operation and also what's going to happen with the stadium issue in Chicago. Bears purchased a lot of property out by Arlington, Arlington Park, the racetrack used to be. A lot of folks thinking they're going to move out there, but see if the city of Chicago steps up and gets involved in the conversation. Because for some of us, the Bears on the lakefront 
that just feels right. There have been a lot of people sort of stepping up and saying, what about our community? And that's right. That's a great thing if you're with the Bears because you drive the price up. Kevin Warren, president of the Bears, spoke today to reporters because his family foundation did something pretty remarkable. Million-dollar donation to Lurie's Children's Hospital. That is pretty awesome. He and Greta, his wife, with the donation. And Lurie Children's, I think, as as you know, as a lot of people know, a pretty pretty amazing place. Ruben had his uh, appendix out um, there and was there I think was there nine days out of a possible 14 because it wasn't a full appendix burst the first time in and out, but tremendous care and, and, and love flat out. And thank God for all those people. Yeah. They're incredible. I mean, yeah, I've had a weird day on the internet for the last like 18 hours for a bunch of different reasons, but uh, some people did not listen to what we said, what I said specifically about Kevin Warren and that story that was out on bears.com yesterday. And I do think that some of the, curated PR stuff is weird and unnecessary to me you're the president should be deflecting credit to the owner build a stadium hire good people and help with the culture of the organization but I don't like have any ill will towards him he lost a sibling to brain cancer I lost a sibling to brain cancer he donates a million dollars to Lurie Children's and I've got dozens of people in my mentions being like you won't even talk about this you don't like Kevin Warren my kid was my first child stayed at Lurie's for 27 days before we could bring him home from the hospital. My wife was rushed to Lurie's for another premature birth with Eli. I had two major spinal surgeries at Lurie's. I have no personal issue here, just a difference of opinion in a curated public media image for someone who hire good people, build a great stadium, and all of that. But he's an important figure, and we learned a couple of things today. One, he's going to speak next week. The Bears PR people kind of broke up the football reporters that were out there mm-hmm. for the donation of the check. And, like, they got two questions in. We'll play one of them here in a second. But they said he'll have availability next week. So that's interesting because we didn't know. I mean, Ted would normally speak when there were changes. Now, does that mean that – but we don't know if that's how Kevin is going to handle it. Or is he going to just be there to talk and be accessible at the end of the year? I fully assume that he's going to be at – the press conference sitting next to Ryan Poles and will add things when asked and maybe do a statement before Ryan Poles, but we'll see. I I don't know that for sure. That's my assumption. I mean, the choice of Kevin Warren by the McCaskies was notable then, and it remains notable now because he is the face of the organization far more than George McCaskey or any McCaskey, and it is a remarkable step up from what had been a very ugly and awkward kind of dysfunctional family business as the face of it. They chose a guy who is really good as a forward-facing person and is, without a doubt, I heard Brad Biggs refer to him this morning as a political animal, which I there is, you go. Is, is is completely fair to look <laughs> at you know everything that that the guy does he he's very careful about it's very image conscious and absolutely absolutely but that doesn't mean there's anything nefarious or it mean that there's anything kind of uh, you know untoward if anything it's exactly what the McCaskies want and that is this person out front and I'm really glad that it's him and that he's going to help oversee process for Ryan Poles and hopefully not step on his toes too much in terms of football decisions. So Ian Rappaport reports that it's looking like Matt Eberflus is coming back. Kevin Warren today gets asked 
about changes and the coaching staff and the future of the team. We wouldn't be doing our jobs as football yeah. writers if we didn't yeah. ask. Have you made the decision on one of the coaches coming back? So, you know, as we said all along, we just continually will stay focused on finishing the season strong, take a big picture, a methodical uh, look at everything. And, um, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to heading to Green Bay tomorrow, and hopefully the team can keep playing well. Are they in a place that you like right now? Well, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm very pleased with the energy of our team. I mean, and, and, it's, and it's not only in game day. It's around the, the, the practice, around Hallis Hall. I mean, just the energy. I mean, you, you all see it in the locker room. Guys are playing hard. They're competing. And, uh, and so we'll continually just, you know, build forward, you know, as a franchise. And, and, uh, but I'm, I'm just really energized. Uh, kind of as a franchise where we are with what we have going on with the stadium, what we have going on uh, internally, just building our, our brand, um, and, and what we have going on, you know, with our football team. So it's undeniable. You, you can feel that vibe. Even not being in the building, you can feel the positivity, the togetherness, the camaraderie, the thing is, is, is ramping up, and you got to be careful no matter what you do that you don't kind of kill that kind of thing. And I wouldn't read anything into him not taking that opportunity to give Matt Eberflus or Ryan Poles any sort of endorsement for next year because it's the Friday before Bears Packers. He doesn't need to put that, like, that news probably should come from Ryan Poles. Uh Like, he gets to hire the coach. They're going to have a press conference probably on Tuesday. And you don't need to inject that level of distraction or storyline 48 hours before the last game of the season. Absolutely. Because so, I've seen some people in terms of, in, in, including some like media people, some people that actually have their names on their Twitter accounts, that sort of thing, being like, uh-huh. well, he, what, do we, what do we make of the fact that he didn't say, yes, they're going to be back next year? It's like, I personally don't make anything about it because if he does, it dominates the news cycle for 48 hours leading into the game. Let, let's be clear, at least from my perspective, you know, all those years where I was screaming for a football boss, a football czar, go get Gary Fensick, you know, or whatever, whatever it was. And now they've got somebody who has a sports background, who's not an accountant, who kind of worked his way up through the, 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 the family. You know, all those years of wanting that. I don't think there's anything magical about a so-called football czar no of course you don't but now you got one so i don't want that guy to make a decision on matt eberflus or justin fields that's not it's not kevin warren's decision it shouldn't be i want him to make a decision on ryan poles i mean that's what i've always wanted in a football boss is not is is a situation where they don't have the next guy. Hey, we brought in Ernie Acorsi, and he helped helped us find Ryan Pace. Or you know yeah. what I mean? And we just plucked him from a front office, and now he's our top football person. No, that shouldn't be the top football person. Some young and hungry guy getting his first taste of being a GM. That shouldn't be the top person. It should be somebody who actually, hopefully, was here the last time you hired that person and learns from that. Like adding that extra layer. That's always been the dream. So I don't want Kevin Warren to have the power to fire Matt Eberflus or decide his fate or say whether Justin Fields is a guy. He doesn't he doesn't know as much as Ryan Poles, but he can help decide whether Ryan Poles stays. That that's and then listen to everything else that Ryan Poles might want to talk to him about. That's the gig, as I've dreamed of it. That's reasonable. I, you know, he wants to watch film according to this article and look at, so like, that's a little weird to me. But it, couldn't but, that just help him in conversations with Ryan Poles about process? Of, of course it could. Like, 
a thing I'll be promoting a book a lot this year. Book comes out in April. It's about guys who have risen up from the D3 ranks to be coaches and executives in the NBA. I've talked to a ton of them. We've talked to a ton of those types of people on the show and in our career. I have said in the reporting of this book where we did like almost 100 interviews with top people in and around the NBA, uh, only person who was like Theo Epstein was Brad Stevens. And in that way, I mean they could run a company. They could run a Fortune 500 company. They don't. It just it happens to be basketball for Brad Stevens. It happens to be baseball for Theo Epstein. The idea is that hopefully Kevin Warren is a person like that. Yes. That law background, stadium development, conference commissioner, now president of a team. That he just has enough hiring and firing and deal making and legal and business sense and IQ and acumen that he just knows competence when he sees it Absolutely. and he can help Ryan Poles with his processes. Absolutely. Like th- that, that is what it hopefully is. And, and, and enough confidence and skills to have direct, if needed, difficult communication, difficult conversations with absolutely anybody, be transparent, and really have a culture of accountability in that way. And that transcends whatever kind of business it is. You're listening to a Four Seasons Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing, and Electric Football Friday presented by your local Ford dealers, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. So apparently Alex Brown has been the biggest critic of Justin Fields. That's not why we're bringing him on. We'll see if he can change his mind off of this game, I want to talk to him about Montez Sweat and man, Bears Packers week. What was it like to be on a team that actually like kind of consistently beat the Packers? That's a novel concept. Alex Brown next on the score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.